0: This podcast is brought to you by HealthcareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're talking about encryption strategies with Hussein Syed, Director of IT Security at St. Barnabas Healthcare System. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. For starters, why don't you tell us a little bit about the size and scope of your health system? It includes about six hospitals, is that right?
1: Yes, St. Barnabas is uh, one of the leading health care providers in the state of New Jersey. We operate six acute care facilities, one ambulatory care center, uh, comprises of about 19,000 employees, 4,600 physicians.
0: I understand you recently shifted your approach to encryption for laptop devices. You had formerly been using software full-disk encryption. Could you explain how that technology worked and why it was no longer meeting your needs?
1: As part of our uh, overall strategy to protect mobile media, we had chosen to go with a software-based encryption solution because that's what was available in the market at that time. Drawbacks of software-based encryption are performance overhead, uh, time to provision the system to the end user, and also recycling it every, every time it has to be reprovisioned to a different user. It took longer to install the software, and then encrypt the entire disk drive for that individual user. In terms of some st- stats, I could tell you that it took about a good 30, 35 minutes to install the agent on the machine. It took about 12 to 18 hours to encrypt the full drive on that laptop, and that had to be dropped off from the user for that period of time, and if it had to be repaired or revisited or rebuilt, it took equally amount of time to, you know, re that device. Granted, we were using older laptops that didn't support TPM, and it made sense to shift from a solution that was agent-based to a self-encrypting drive solution, which has zero overhead on the performance and very quick provisioning times.
0: Okay, let's talk a little bit more about this, your use of self-encrypting drives managed by new software. Explain mm-hmm. this new approach, uh, how it differs from the old, and why you think it will be better for you?
1: So the new soft-encrypting drives that are, we are using are come equipped in our laptop. All our new, newer laptops have TPM support. We have an image that has an agent that is required to enable integration with Active Directory for our set drives. So the laptop gets delivered. Our uh, technicians just configure it for a user the encryption is done at a hardware level, so there is negligible performance overhead. The only difference is that a user has to log in twice into a laptop. When the machine boots up, they have to log in with their credentials, and then it comes to Windows logon, and they have to authenticate it again. The entire provisioning cycle is now down to about an hour from 18 to 20 hours, and which is a very good service level for us. It also has no performance overhead, so users in the field working with larger files, copying data, moving data, have no performance issues and no user satisfaction issues, which was a big issue when we had with the, the agent-based encryption. We, had. we did a survey, and 90% of the users were not
0: happy with the performance of their laptop. So what brand of self-encrypting drives are you using, and are you using software to manage them? These drives
1: could be of different vendors. They come in our HP laptops and they have the encryption chip on them. The solution that we use, which gives us a fairly good uh, bang for the buck is the WaveSys solution. It allows us to integrate it with AD credentialing. So users do not have to remember multiple passwords. And we also have the ability to recover the data or have a recovery password generated from our management system in case the user forgets the password or is no longer with the company and we need to recover the data.
0: So how many laptops at St. Barbara's include health information that needs to be protected, and how long will it take you to shift them to the new form of encryption?
1: Our policy is every laptop that's procured has to be encrypted because we cannot guarantee the encryption on the uh, the data on the laptop. The way of our workforce is pretty agile. They move from location to location. We don't know, we can't guarantee if there's going to be protected health information or sensitive information on a laptop. So by policy, every laptop gets encrypted. Currently, we have about 800 laptops that are on ERAS solution and about 450 on the older uh, software-based encryption. And the policy is or the process is to, as we refresh the laptops, our assets, they go on to the new solution. We do not install or purchase non-standard devices Our standard is to buy an encryptable hard drive in a laptop or a tablet.
0: So are you investing in encrypting laptops primarily as a method of preventing breaches? Is that the motivation? That is
1: one of the uh, reasons we are doing it. And the other is as as an overall strategy, we are starting to minimize exposure of our information. We have been deploying other methodologies where we are actually limiting the amount of data that gets copied onto a laptop or a desktop. So, but primarily under high-tech regulations and other state-law identity theft protections, if a device is encrypted with 128-bit or 256-bit encryption, the breach notification is not required, granted that we can demonstrate that there is no exposure or potential exposure of that data.
0: So how are you going about minimizing the amount of patient information stored on laptops? Are you providing some sort of direction to clinicians?
1: Uh, yes, we are actually uh, we are deploying some DLP solutions, which will identify what data is on laptops or desktops, and then we're educating them uh, about centralizing the data on file shares or not keeping it on their laptop longer than it's required. If they're done using the data, delete it or move it back to the repository where it's backed up and has uh, security.
0: So what about your plans for encrypting other mobile devices in media or PCs, and what approach to encryption might you eventually take for those devices?
1: Uh, We're putting together a full mobile device management policy, which would include, currently we only use Blackberries, but we're actively looking at uh, using iPhone, Android, and other means of mobile devices, and we're putting together a solution that will extend our endpoint security solutions from which we currently use with our laptops and desktops to these devices, such as encryption, remote wipe, and other uh, tracking and uh, remediation mechanism. And we will not issue out any other devices other than BlackBerry until our policy has been worked out.
0: What about uh, desktop PCs, will you encrypt those?
1: Now, currently we do not. Uh, we, do, we do have a study underway where we would look, we're looking at the kind of data that's stored on these desktops. We may identify some desktops in some areas where we would potentially encrypt them, given if we identify any type of sensitive information that's needed to be stored on those devices.
0: What about encryption on back-end databases? Is that at all practical eventually?
1: It's just a matter of time that that would become practical. What we do is now every time we upgrade or refresh any environment, uh, encryption is an item that gets discussed uh, from a security perspective. And there are a number of other things that we do employ as well, audit controls, uh, methodologies, stronger authentication uh, schemes. But encryption is another, another item that we do seriously consider.
0: Finally, what advice would you give to other organizations that are considering their encryption options, especially for laptops?
1: The best advice I could give is to make sure you evaluate a few solutions that are in the do a marketplace analysis, look at at least four, three to four solutions, bringing down to perhaps three solutions to do a pilot and based on that pick your your solution, but make sure you involve your customer base into it, your users if you're a healthcare environment, make sure you involve clinicians, nurses, people who have to have a very small window to provide results back to the patients or any other individual, and then once they are happy with it, it will be a successful model.
0: Well, thanks very much. We've been speaking with Hussein Syed of St. Barnabas Healthcare System. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so very much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by healthcareinfosecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.healthcareinfosecurity.com.